When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Damn right. Hope everybody is having a good Friday. There's all kinds of special things going on today, not just Friday. St. Patrick's Day. Hope you're rocking your green if that's important to you. Drinking your green liquids if that's important to you. There's some green liquid right (laughs) over there. It is also day two of the tournament. Again, we only get two of these every year. Yesterday was part one. Today is part two. 16 teams will advance just like they did yesterday. We're going to talk all about it if you come see us today. Sometimes people have a tough time telling us apart. Zay's going to be the happy one. I'm going to be the sad one. It's Chad and Zay on this Friday. I'm Chad Hastings. I did not enjoy watching Penn State and AM. I am joined once again by Isaiah Collier. He really enjoyed watching Texas and Colgate. What's up, Zay? What up, Chad? Yeah, last night was a beautiful day down there Ooh. in Iowa, my guy. And... You can't have it all. You just can't have it all. When you pick Princeton, I was like, man, this dude, Chad, he on the money. But right when they won that game, first thing I thought was, the Aggies going to get drove tonight. <laughs> the Aggies going to get drove oh, tonight. Man. And that's what happened. So can't have it all. And feeling good on this Friday, St. Patty's Day. Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody. And if you are a Longhorn fan, you are definitely enjoying this Friday. We'll dig into that game. We'll talk about uh, a lot of tournament stuff. We'll obviously keep you up to date on the games that have tipped off and will tip off today. First and foremost, let's tell you where we are. We're at Twin Peaks once again. Yesterday, we were up in Round Rock. Shout out to the Round Rock crew. They had to deal with me all till the end of that A&M game, and there were tears and things being thrown, and it was ugly till like 11 at night uh, with rain coming down so thanks to the uh, round rock folks for dealing with it you didn't sad drink did you um that's what i was picturing like you know you on your third or fourth mug and being a little depressed because i I was an ass whooping last night let's just be clear about it i was an ass whooping i had emotions and there was drinking i tried to keep them separate yeah it was difficult okay but, as always, the Rocky Mountain cold goodness of Coors Light was helping me out. There we go. Even though I am a beer-free agent, shout out to all you great beers out there. I would love to talk about your beer. Uh, I am not currently talking about Coors Light on the official level, but I will always love my Coors Light. Yeah. So, I went with that because I, I had to keep it light. If I'd gone with a heavy beer, I, you'd be here by yourself right now. Yeah, that's one thing you and Lamar Jackson have in common. Y'all don't have much in common, especially the athleticism, <laughs> but How y'all are both y'all's own agents, so these beer companies need to come straight to yes, you. Yes, exactly. And you have not seen my vert, so how dare you? <laughs> how 
dare Yo, with you. those calves, it looked like you were 40, but <laughs> looking at you, it looked more like a 15, 16. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's rude is what that is, and true at the same time. Uh, so Round Rock definitely took care of us today. We're coming down south today to the Stastny location. I've not been to this Twin Peaks in a little while, uh, but always great to get back. Twin Peaks, Stastny, and 35. Come on out and see us. It is real simple. Just take that Stastny exit, uh, and it's, uh, it's just right there. Yo, it feels good to be back down south. This is home for me, south side. I'd say this is your area, right? Oh, yeah, right over there by the Fofo, Dove Springs, right up the road. Uh -huh. A lot of good times at Dove Springs Rec Center growing up, and, yeah, love this part of town. There this you, is home. There you go. We are out here once again, Twin Peaks. Make your excuses. Tell the boss you got something to do. Tell him you got a work meeting. Uh, make it a good one and get on out here to Twin Peaks for another day of tournament action. We got two games already underway, and if you are a Baylor fan, your game is about to tip in like 25 minutes or so. So we'll keep you up to date on that. There's uh, always football to talk about. You know football never died for us. NFL news and notes, including Cowboy updates coming up a little later in the show. Uh, but let's go ahead and start with some college basketball and uh, the Longhorns getting it done last night uh, a 215 did happen the other way Texas got to see it laid out in front of them with Princeton uh, not at the same location obviously but Princeton beating Arizona maybe it got their attention Texas with another 20 point victory that would be two in a row if you are counting Texas beating Colgate let's get you the right call segment with our man Isaiah Collier he was locked into the game last night we'll talk about what happened then and obviously a setup against Penn State here we go Zay yeah and hopefully this ain't the last right call segment <laughs> of the year you brought just to go, you by, you keep I'm gonna keep it. saying that yeah, yeah for right. suspicious reasons I'm gonna keep saying that yeah. brought to you by Syntex tickets Syntex, go to SyntexTickets.com for your concert theater stand-up and sports tickets hey Shelby get them to me get them to me quick go to SyntexTickets.com Calm. And, yeah, Chad, you just mentioned Arizona. Them going down yesterday had your boy a little nervous because we know these two seeds, you know, we talked about it leading up to the madness that one two seed ain't going to make it to the Sweet 16. And Arizona showed us yesterday they were that one. Thank goodness it wasn't Texas. Mm -hmm. And shout out to Coach Terry and this coaching staff. I mean, you're playing against the best three-point shooting team in the nation in Colgate, and they only hit three threes the whole game. They go three for 15. And they were still scoring. They were, you know, 43% shooting for Colgate. But they were playing in a way that they don't normally like to play. They want to get out and shoot threes. They want to have Richardson dribble penetration and kicking out to Moffitt and Lynch Daniels and Smith being that dribble penetrating point guard also. They want to get out and shoot those threes. But instead, Texas taking the three away from them, they were getting majority of their points inside. Keegan Records, he had a solid game of 13. Ryan Moffitt, he had a lot of his points inside, only hit one three, but went five for nine shooting from the field. And then big man Woodward, you know, he did a decent job inside, too, with eight points. So the Horns, they were willing to give up buckets inside because they were stopping the outside shot, which that's what you have to do against that team, and that's what you got to do tomorrow night against Penn State. A very similar team, likes to shoot the three. We saw what they did to your Aggies. Jalen Pickett, he was the man last night. Now, just, fill me in, Zay. What, oh. did, they, what did they do? <laughs> Yo, talk about a guy just filled up the stat sheet. Funk was dominant, eight threes. They were lighting it up. Here's a weird comparison real quick. Um, if, you, if you watched the Texas game but didn't watch the, the Aggies and Penn State, technically Penn State shot better from three than Texas did. That's how good it was. They hit 13 as well and took one fewer. 
So that lets you know what they were doing. If Texas and Penn State show up with those two performances, it's going to be a lights-out kind of night tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, and tomorrow night it's going to be pick your poison. But going back to last night with the Horns, they played a B game, even though you won by 20, and that's promising. Like, a lot of guys didn't play well. I thought Brock Cunningham, his defense was, eh. I thought Timmy Allen, he looked a little bit rusty, only four points. He had a couple turnovers, and then, you know, he got scored on a couple times on the sideline out of bounce play. He got beat back door for an easy bucket. There was one weird instance where him and Dylan DeSue kind of got into it because somebody messed up on a defensive assignment, mm-hmm. which, you know – it wasn't like Andrew Jones, Courtney Ramey a year ago where it looked like them boilers were about to fight. It right. was more just like, yo, holding each other accountable. So you like those kinds of things, especially from a veteran team, especially this time of year. But, again, Marcus Carr, he was real lazy with the basketball last night. Five turnovers, that can't happen against that Colgate team. They weren't flying around out there. It wasn't no, you know, Nolan Richardson, 94 feet of doom, you know, 94 uh, – um, Razorbacks, Arkansas team. It wasn't nothing like that. They were giving you everything you wanted. You just made some really lazy passes. And Marcus Carr, you got to clean that up, especially for tomorrow night. But Serge Jabari Rice, we talked about it at the Kansas City with the Big 12 tournament and him starting, now him coming back off the bench. The game changed when he got in. The game completely turned because it was kind of going back and forth. The horns, you know, again, with Timmy Allen and Dylan Mitchell, that floor shrinks. It shrinks a lot. And, you know, for Marcus Carr and Dylan DeSue, when you've got somebody like Serge Barry Rice coming in the game and him being able to stretch the floor like five straight threes, he's feeling it. Whew. He's absolutely feeling it. And we've been talking about how happy he's going to be to get out the Big 12 and see some new guys that haven't seen his game before because this game is so unique. It's so unorthodox. You know, he has that pump fake, which I know that was on the scouting report. You know it was. And that kind of gave – the Colgate team second-guessed them from closing out. Yeah. You know, they weren't going out on him like they should have. And he said, okay, y'all going to give it to me? I'm going to nail the I'm shot. Feeling it. Yeah. Seven threes, 23 points on that ass. And, yeah, he looked terrific. Marcus Carr, he shot the ball well, but you got to cut those turnovers down. And, yeah, if you play that way, which, again, it was just a B game, and beat a team by 20 this time of the year in the tournament – you got to like that for tomorrow night playing against Penn State. So back in your day when you got hot from the floor, did you ever do the blow on the hand thing like we saw Jabari nah, Rice try? Cool. I've never got that hot. That was cool. That was fire. I liked that last night. Yeah. Yeah. Jabari Rice with the blowing on the hand because he was so hot. And then one of the plays I liked, I am – I, I am all for not awarding hockey assists in basketball, but that play where Marcus Carr is sliding on his knees practically, kicked it to Cunningham, who quickly got it to Rice for that three. That was a big time If shot. you're going to give one of those assists, Marcus Carr deserved one there because he started that whole thing. That was an incredible play. The ball movement there was really good. And I agree with you overall. I don't know if I would call this you know, an A performance, but what I liked about it for Texas was – Every little answer that was required, they had it. Yeah. Colgate would get a little bit of something, Texas answered. Little, a bucket or two, and you think, oh, wait, don't let him in the lane. Don't let – oh, and, but then things would turn uh, pretty quickly. And there's a lot of, I think, really good indicators for Texas in this game. Up at 32 points in the paint, I think that's still a pretty good number. Colgate had a little bit more, but for Texas to be up over 30 – they got up over 40 a couple times in the, in the Big 12 tournament. I think that's really good. And, you know, to get 17 from Carr and DeSue, 
I mean, Dylan DeSue, it's Man. continuing. He just keeps doing it. Yo, only 21 minutes. He's so efficient. 8 for 11, the 17 points, the 10 rebounds. He's getting back to that form that we thought was going to happen when he was coming in for Vanderbilt. He's getting back to just feeling good about himself. You can tell his body's right, and he's being aggressive. And that makes Texas a complete team. We know all year long and before the season started, everybody would think, okay, where is the points going to come from inside? They don't have that big, massive guy that you could throw the ball into and get you a bucket. Now they do. Now they do. And with mm -hmm. what the guards are doing, I thought uh, Tyrese Hunter quietly had a solid game. Even though he went four for 12, I thought his defense was really good on Smith because Smith creates a lot for him, especially when Richardson isn't doing his thing. They like to give the ball to Smith, and Smith's so quick in that Patriot League, he looks like Kimba Walker. So mm. when you play against somebody like Texas, which has – definitely has the more athletic more athleticism for their team they use that and when like you said Chad every time Colgate kind of came back Texas went on early on they went on a 14-1 run Colgate answered that with a 12-2 run and then Texas came back in the second half went on an eight run a little bit after that so they answered every time and yep. then when Colgate went to a zone coach Terry really did a really good job of still getting good quality shots inside and outside just Marcus Carr gotta take care of that rock dog gotta take care of that pill overall it was plus seven assist to turnover for Texas thought that was a pretty good number 20 to 13 in that category uh, and as they mentioned Colgate comes in as the best three-point shooting team in America and they go three for 15. Here's a little piece of good news for Longhorn fans. It was bad news for me, but it's great news for all you Longhorn fans. I tell people about underdog fantasy uh, all the time. I had a pick em game with this, with this particular game. I hit the Jabari Rice. There we go. They gave me a freebie on Marcus Carr, the .5 points that I told right, everybody right, right, about. Right, right. I took that one. All I needed, Zay, was for Oliver Lynch Daniels to hit two three-pointers. He hit one. Clamps, baby. All I needed. So on the 1.5, correct choice was lower. I figured higher was going to be easy. I figured Colgate was going to hit a few threes. But in the end, he did not make that second three. So that really speaks to the defense Texas was able to play, man. They got out there. They got in their face. And to me, you said it would happen, and I think we watched it happen last night. You could almost feel the Colgate guys thinking, oh, we haven't been guarded like this since maybe the Auburn game, yeah, right? Certainly we know Syracuse didn't guard them like that. But to have guys that athletic in their face all night long, it drove them crazy. It did. And Tucker Richardson, he only had nine points, but he had five rebounds and two assists. This is a guy that just came off a triple-double. So yeah. he does a lot of their creating. He made a couple of good passes last night, but just the athleticism overwhelmed them. And Coach Terry, those guys, they did a great job of saying, you know what, we'll live with y'all with switching and not allowing those threes, but y'all could get a couple of buckets inside. And they did, and they went on some runs. And Texas, they went on a few droughts, which, you know, kind of worries you a little bit. You know, getting to Timmy Allen, he's still just, you know, you knew he was going to be rusty, but – now, going into Penn State, it's go it might be a Timmy Allen game hmm. because not too many people match up with Jalen Pickett. Jalen Pickett and the way Penn State plays for Michael Shrewsbury, they look good last night against the Aggies. And it's kind of like a NBA. You know, he, uh, uh, Shrewsbury has that relationship with Brad Stevens, so he has an NBA background coming from the Boston Celtics. And it's kind of like – they use Jalen Pickett as James Harden or Luka. 
where the ball's in his hands and they'll just allow him to go one-on-one. And if he's in his man, the natural reaction for a defender is to help. But they have so many shooters on the outside, kind of like Colgate, but Big Ten athleticism, they hurt you. And that's what they did to the Aggies yesterday. I mean, Jalen Pickett played all 40 minutes. So guys that can match up with him, Brock, you know, Dylan Mitchell at times, and Timmy Allen. Timmy Allen's really going to have to be that guy to guard somebody like Jeff. But even Serge Abari Rice could guard him at times, but he'll overpower Serge Abari Rice. Serge Abari Rice, he has long arms and stuff, but he's still a smaller frame guy. Timmy Allen, a little bit more bulk. If Jalen Pickett tried to post up and kick out to guys, you might not have to help as much. So going into tomorrow night, I'm nervous. I'm nervous because, man, Andrew Funk, the way he was lighting that thing up. I was about to say, yeah. Like confident, shooting from deep. Whoever has that assignment, maybe you put Tyrese Hunter on him. I love the way Tyrese Hunter played defense last night. I don't know, but I think this might be a Timmy Allen game where he's really going to have to step up, especially defensively, to slow down Jalen Pickett. Yeah, if you didn't see those numbers, Andrew Funk had 8 of 10 from three-point land last night. And as I mentioned, Penn State did hit 13 threes, just like Texas did, 13 of 22 in the game. Uh, Funk has 27 and it was 19 for Jalen Pickett, just a really efficient performance, 19, seven boards, seven of 18 shooting. Uh, and like you've talked about, everything really runs through him. So there was all this talk about, you know, A&M and the missed seeding. So A&M ends up playing the team that you could argue, okay, maybe they should have had a worse team. Maybe now the question is, did Penn State get screwed with a 10? Are they better than a 10 seed? Yo, they drove Purdue to the wire in the Big Ten Championship. And Purdue is the number one overall seed. If you saw their stats last night, they've had a weird season where they started off hot, then they had eight games where they were terrible, then they ended the season really hot. So they're playing their best basketball at the right time. And, yeah, they just made life extremely difficult for Texas A&M last night. Again, when you're in the tournament, Chad, refs are going to let you play. They're not going to give you all those ticky-tack, you know, barely bump calls that you get during the regular season. That's just not going to happen. They're going to let you play. And Texas A&M, they depend a lot on getting to the free throw line. Last night, what they shoot from the free throw line, 12. Yep. They took 12 free throws. If you tell me that at tip, pick Penn State easy. Yeah. I I thought they needed 25. Oh, yeah. You said that yesterday. That was my number. I really thought A&M was going to need about 25 free throws. A&M took two more free throws than they had points in the paint. It's brutal. They had 10 points by the end of the game. A&M, we talked about it. They needed to ugly the game up. Penn State brought the pretty. They brought a lot of pretty, and the Aggies could not slow it down. And I've heard, I heard the, one of the guys on a, a show earlier today say they thought mid-second half is when that game was over. That game was over by halftime to me. Oh, yeah. It really was. I mean, the Aggies were going to have to put a run on and really get something going by the 10-minute mark for it to be a game. Penn State looked really, really good, uh, and it does bring up well, uh, a hell of a matchup tomorrow night for Texas. Well, they're built like an NBA team, like in the way they play, even though, you know, they might not have the talent as Texas. You have Jalen Pickett, is basically their superstar guy, averaging 18 points, seven assists, uh, seven rebounds. And he has the ball in his hands, kind of like a Luka, kind of like a James Harden would, Houston Rockets version of James Harden. They have a couple of bigs and Nige and McKeefe. 
and those guys kind of just hang around the lane and wait for pick and roll action and catch lobs like you saw last night. And then they put shooters around those guys. Yeah. You know, Lundy, he could shoot. Uh, Funk, we saw what he did last night. He could shoot. So it's going to be a pick-your-poison game. Are you willing to say, you know what, Jalen Pickett, go for 30. We're not going to allow these shooters to go off last night because that's what they did with Colgate. Just Jalen Pickett's 30, it looks different. Or him going for 30, it looks different. And he's capable of doing something like that. Tucker, Tucker Richardson, he ain't capable of doing that against Texas. Jalen Pickett, he is. He is. He's done it against top-tier competition in the Big Ten. So it's going to be tough to double him. you got to be very strategic mm-hmm. on when you double him and who you double him with. You know, because we know how when Dylan Mitchell's in the game, they always take his man to double. They'll always rotate his guy to double because mm-hmm. they're not worried about him as much. Does Penn State have that guy? You know, Winter, he's a good player, but he's more of a, you know, creator point guard type that could shoot it. But who is that guy? What are you going to take away? And Coach Terry and his coaching staff, they have all day to figure that out. Because last night, once again, Richardson, the leading scorer, ends up with nine. He ends up under double figures. But you're saying in the Penn State game, it might be the opposite. Maybe they could live with, with uh, not Richards? Why did I lose the name? Pickett. Pickett. I'm sorry. Maybe they could live with Pickett going off a little bit, just stop everybody else. Yeah, because he wants to do everything. Yeah. He wants to do everything. But, you know, natural defense reaction just comes into play. When you see your guy getting killed in the post, you want to go help him, which leaves the shooters. So you got to be really smart about who you leave open. And Andrew Funk, yo, he'll shoot it from Ames. Oh, he was in shooting deep threes last night. No respect. Deep. Looking at y'all's bench, he, no respect for y'all. No, four or five feet behind that line. I think there's three words to describe A&M at this point, especially watching their last two games, out of gas. They just, I think getting that run in the SEC tournament must have worn them out because they looked pretty lifeless against Alabama, getting pushed around, and clearly Penn State was better last night. Yeah. So it is Texas – and Penn State for the first time ever in basketball. Yeah, that's you hear pretty that? crazy. That's, yeah. that's pretty crazy. One thing that Texas has going for them that A&M does not, A&M, they start two old-school type bigs. Mm-hmm. So playing against Penn State, which they have one big down low, but everybody else is guards, that was a matchup nightmare last night. While Texas, they have so many different ways that they could play, so many different lineups that Coach Terry could play with. I don't think you'll see that happening. So, yeah, I'm still nervous, but Texas, they should get the dub. Texas and Penn State, give us your thoughts on it. The Specs text line is 337-3776. We will fire that up. Also, we'll keep you updated on the two games that have tipped off today, and you got Baylor and other games tipping off in just a little bit. How's your bracket looking? Remember, you can go to hornfm.com, check out the bracket challenge. We will talk about kind of where those things are for us, and hopefully uh, you're looking good in your brackets as well. We got NFL notes coming up. Remember, we're at Twin Peaks Stastny. Come on out and watch the games today. It is another crazy tournament day here on St. Patrick's Day. Nicer weather today as well. Uh, Hopefully last night didn't uh, mess with you too much. You didn't get too much rain or wind damage. Get on out here to Twin Peaks Stastny. It is Chad and Zay on this Friday, and we got more coming up on the horn.
Just getting started on a Friday. Ah, here we go. I think I can identify this one, which I don't know if it's that impressive. Isn't this uh, the Macklemore featuring Ryan Lewis project? Is that his name? Wow. Did I get that one right? I think Cam is trolling me right now. Am I wrong, Cam? No, you're you're spot on. Oh, why am I trolling you, Zay? It's Macklemore. What do you mean? You're the greatest rapper of all time? <laughs> See, that's the problem. People think he's a rapper. That's the problem. He is not a rapper. So he's not on the Mount Rushmore is what you're saying? Not even close. He's not in the national park of no. that discussion? No, he's, a, he's at the rocks at the bottom of Mount Rushmore. <laughs> so to our discussion the other day, much like we have decided that the Black Eyed Peas are not a rock band and the Black Eyed Peas are not necessarily a hip-hop group, Macklemore not a rapper. No. Not a hip-hop guy. Nah. What is he then? Um, a pop artist that has a hip-hop influence <laughs> in his life. <laughs> he has hip-hop tendencies. Yeah. That's what he has. That's fantastic. You know. Now, Cam, you are a big hip-hop guy as well. Would you agree with this assessment? Are you kicking Macklemore out of the hip-hop discussion? Oh, I wouldn't even have him. Like you said, not even the ballpark for the hip-hop discussion. <laughs> like when he won a Grammy, that was a disgrace. For best rap album. You wanted it thrown out. That was a disgrace. I don't remember who else was nominated, but wow. His music uh, and yeah. his uh, golf apparel line are both disgraceful to the game of golf and to music. Wow, look at that. That's it. So you don't hear those kind of rips often. Cam, being both passionate about hip-hop and golf, thinks Macklemore is insulting both. That's hard to do. Can That's he even hard. play, though, Cam? If he could play, then it's not that bad. He's not bad. It's just who wants to look like you're chopping at the gap when you play golf. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Okay, all right. I see where everybody stands. So uh, during the break, Cameron asked me, what's the theme for the music today? I said, no theme, do whatever you want. So maybe now the theme is going to be artists that uh, you, you guys can rip on. Maybe artists everyone can rip on? I'm with that. Cam, you go with that? Yeah. Or overrated artists? We can do that. Over Ooh, overrated artists. Because this is that time of year where sometimes people overrate things on their bracket. Certainly A&M yeah. got overrated last yeah. night. Arizona. We're doing, Arizona has been overrated. Yo, we're doing that okay. theme, Chad. Then i got to play Grateful Dead the rest of the show. Oh, oh wow. Don't upset the Grateful Dead fans, man. Right. All right. But, hey, you do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. We'll go overrated on the music. Macklemore, Ryan Lewis gets us started today. Um, and there's, there's a lot to get to today. We'll get to some of those basketball scores in a second. Yo, Tommy Lloyd, head coach of Arizona, I feel bad for you more than anything because with four years of watching Courtney Ramey mm. and you pick him up on your team and Courtney Ramey fools you. He's fooled us all for a very long time. And, you know, Courtney Ramey has heart. Courtney Ramey is tough. St. Louis kid, just a grinder. Got it from the mud. He plays with that. But if he is starting on your ball club and you expect to go to a Final Four or win a national championship, 
that ain't happening. That, that ain't happening. Courtney Ramey, again, tough guy, but he has his limits. He has, he's very limited. Being a 6'3 combo guard that's not that athletic, that's not that quick, that doesn't have a long wingspan, just tough. There's a reason why Pat Riley's Knicks never won rings. You can't just be tough. You gotta have a little bit of skill. Jordan was tough, Pippen were tough, but they had a little bit of skill. Uh-huh. Gets you over the hump. Get, you know what I'm saying? So again, Courtney Ramey, great. As a seventh man, eighth man, maybe even ninth, depending on who you have on your squad. But if he's starting giving you 35 minutes a game, it ain't gonna work out well. We've seen it four straight years, NIT championships, losing first round, losing second round, not making a tournament. We have seen it. How surprised were you that he took that three late? Not surprised one bit. Not surprised when he got his shot blocked out of bounds on that little one-foot runner. Not, yeah, after he hit the shot, because he hit a huge one in the Pac-12 tournament. And that's what I'm saying. He'll fool you. He'll give you a snippet. You're like, yo, this dude, he's here. He is here. And then he'll go on like a three for 12, six points, arguing with teammates and stuff. Again, uh-huh. Courtney Ramey has so much heart. I hate to bag him. But I, I should have known. When you said Princeton, I was like, you know what? Chad must know because Chad watched Courtney Ramey just like I for four years. There you go. There you and go. And those guards for Arizona, Jess Kerr, those dudes, man, they, it was a horrible game last night against Princeton. And I'm not putting it all on Courtney Ramey. I'm just saying, right. Tommy Lloyd, you got duped. You got duped. It was rough for, all, for you specifically, but all the Longhorn fans I know. Longhorn basketball fans, as I'm watching that game, it was like, have you ever been at the bar when your ex is flipping out? You dump them, they're flipping out at the bar, they're causing a problem, and as they drag her out of the bar, your buddies look at you and you're just nodding like, yeah. Remember? Remember I told you? Yeah. That's what all Texas fans were doing. Yeah, watching she's the- hot. Yeah. She's oh, hot. You kept saying how hot she was. Do you see what's <laughs> happening now? Do you see that officer holding her down? That's what I'm talking about. And that's what you guys were going through. As, as I saw Ramey take that last bad three, I thought, oh, man, Texas fans are glad to be cleansed of that. Yo, man. and it's Because uh, with what you had during that tenure, that Courtney Ramey, you know, Shaka Smart, Matt Coleman, he was I, Andrew Jones, with what he went through, he was amazing. Sure. Like, yeah, that's yeah. just, he's one of my favorite people of all time, yet alone Texas basketball players, but just, they're, they're limited, yep. and he's good for like a, maybe a six-man role even, but he has to be coming off your bench, like if he's getting significant minutes like he did, you're going to see the bad, and every time Arizona was bad, with those two big men, those bigs are way too good for them to do what they did yesterday against Princeton. Ballo and Tubelis, those bigs are way good. And yeah, to not to get not the ball. Get, not to get the ball to those guys. Big situations. Yeah. That so, was unreal. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I was having some major deja vu moments for sure. That was positive deja vu for you yeah. right there. Yeah, Princeton and Missouri are going to meet in the second round. Remember, the Specs text line is there for you, 337-3776. Here's a little sampling so far from Texas fans. It says, we continue to look good. Defense definitely better. We don't have those three or four-minute scoring droughts. Terry ha- uh, has got these guys to buy in to whatever he is selling them. Somebody else says Texas better cut down on those turnovers, specifically Marcus Carr. Zay just mentioned that, of course, as well. 
This one says they will need tougher perimeter defense if they want to beat Penn State. You mentioned that as well. Uh, although the perimeter defense was certainly good last night, probably needs to ratchet up a little bit against Penn State. This one says, would Colgate be the best shooting team if they were playing in the Big 12? Hell no. Hell no. And that's what they typed. Look, <laughs> hell no. Right there. Very good. Somebody just typed Arterio Morris game. And then somebody else typed, we are Penn State a bunch to me. But that's just rudeness. We don't need to talk about that. Um, there is uh, there's a Texas-Penn State matchup coming. And we will definitely continue to preview that. You know, Chad, one thing that I didn't mention in that first segment about mm -hmm. Penn State, well, Jalen Pickett getting 40 minutes, again, they're kind of like, you know, they play like an NBA-style team with everything running through him and the one big down low and the guards on the perimeter. But defensively, he plays like an NBA player. He ain't going to exert much energy. So you got to go at him. Okay. When they start the game – I'll bet whoever and then some he starts on Dylan Mitchell. Now, they might switch a little bit, but they're going to try to hide him as much as possible just because he's so important for them offensively. Hmm, okay. Whoever has that matchup, you got to make him work from cutting, moving, just, you know, having another game in two days. That could be a lot. And it's a quick turnaround. I mean, both of these coaches, Coach Terry and uh, Strasberry, they had a lot of time to prepare for Colgate and for A&M. Now it's just a quick turnaround. So this is when coaching is huge. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, and A&M just was not able – A&M wasn't able to do much, but they certainly weren't able to bother him on the defensive end. Like there just was not an Aggie offensively that was getting ready to – that just felt like they were getting going at all. This is going to be a real uh, – a step up. In, really in both cases, but for Penn State, the team they're about to play, it's going to get really different really quickly for them. Yeah, because if you're Penn State, you want Texas A&M to shoot 34 threes like they did. That's what you want. Right. You don't want Texas. Or Jabari Rice hit seven. Marcus Carr just hit four. Yeah, if they you let, don't want them shooting the threes. If they let Texas shoot that many, they're probably in trouble. That's not good. They're in trouble. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a, be a wild game tomorrow. Texas and Penn State, again, for the first time ever, a lot of people were looking forward to the history of if Texas and Texas A&M get back together. Texas and Penn State have never played in basketball, so it'll be the first time tomorrow evening. And if you haven't heard, 6.45 scheduled tip time, going to be an extended network pregame. Craig and the crew will take air at 6 p.m. tomorrow evening, 6 p.m. right here on the Horn. So, 16 teams advanced last night, including Texas, including Houston, of course, in terms of regional teams. Kansas out of the Big 12. Arkansas will face Kansas because they got the win. Auburn will face Houston, so the battle of the cheating phone coaches will happen. That one will be fun. A little Samson and Pearl, check your phones at the door. That's going to happen. Here's the games that have already gotten underway. Michigan State and USC has been a good game so far. Michigan State's pulling away a little bit. 49-40, 13 minutes to go in that game. It's halftime. Xavier is down to Kennesaw State. I asked you earlier, Zay, do you know anyone who is picking Kennesaw State at the 14 over 3? I hadn't heard it yet, but Kennesaw State's up 7 at the half. 43-36. Keep your eyes peeled on that one. And Baylor is underway 14 minutes ago, first half. It's 10-9 Baylor. They are taking on UC Santa Barbara. Yeah, this is just a nuts time of the year. Each game has its different, you know, vibe. And if you don't come to play, all you need is one. All you need is one off night. 
And you could get got like Virginia, you could get got like Arizona. You know, you got to be locked in. And the Horns having multiple ways they could play, multiple lineups they could throw out there, you like that more than not. Again, we talked about the stat this past week teams that are top 30 in offense and defensive efficiency mm -hmm. there's only about eight teams texas is one of them yeah so i don't think any of those teams have lost yet i need to go back and check but i don't think any of those teams have lost yet i'm sure some of them are due to play today but yeah you liked those stats like that but kennesaw state i don't even know where that is i don't either i do not know either we have to double check that if they keep this up we're going to look <laughs> we're going to find out where they are located uh we'll keep you up to date on those games. Again, get on out here to Twin Peaks Stastny today. 35 in Stastny is where we are hanging out for the show today. We'll get some NFL notes coming up at 105. If you're a Longhorn fan, Deontay Foreman has a new home. Uh, and a really interesting point. I didn't like the fact that I was agreeing with it, but a really interesting point made by the afternoon guys yesterday. I think it's starting to come true even more with uh, the, the Deontay Foreman thing. Some other things going on in the NFL. We'll talk about that up next in the crap bag in case you need other sports besides your uh, college basketball. i get you a little UFC, maybe even a little XFL. Stop laughing. We're at Twin Peaks. Stastny, this is the Horn. Oh, no. Oh, goodness. Here we go. All right. I think Cameron's going to end up pissing off a lot of fan bases today. We started with McLemore and Ryan Lewis. Now we're going with the Eagles. It is, in Cameron's opinion, overrated musical acts today is where we're going. If you have suggestions, go to the Specs text line, 337-3776. As you can imagine, a lot of suggestions have already come in. So the Eagles... And McLemore already on the list today. Cameron, you are with the dude. You are not into the Eagles. I hate the f Eagles, man. There you go. There it is. He was ready. He was even ready with the cut. Did you catch that? I mean, I didn't. We didn't plan that. He was ready with the clip. Oh, that's great board work, Cam. That's how I that... appreciate that. Now, Someone who works the board, I appreciate that. That was well done. Uh, Cameron, so does this feeling come from were you raised by someone who doesn't like the Eagles? Were you raised with too much Eagles? What happened? I don't, I don't really mind. I don't hate the Eagles. I just don't know if they're worthy of having the number one selling album of all time. That's why I think I it's see. a little okay. bit overrated. Their greatest hits album selling as well as it has still up. Uh, it, it kind of upsets you. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't if I had like one, I could pick one album, you know, Desert Island. I wouldn't take the Eagles. You wouldn't take the Eagles greatest hits. Okay, fair enough. That's uh, Jam. Is that their main one? Uh, there's That's the number one hit. Hotel I California, I think, right? I'll say Hotel California okay. would probably be there. They have a lot of hits. You get, if you're looking for a greatest hits album, it's pretty darn good. Pretty good. Eagles bring some strong feelings, though. So whatever your feelings are on the Eagles, we hope you are having a good Friday today. And if your feelings about the Longhorns are strong, you're enjoying what you saw last night, Texas and Penn State. Tomorrow night, 645 tip, 6 o'clock extended network pregame. Craig and the crew starting it from Des Moines at 6 o'clock. So a lot going on. you got Texas baseball at 230. You've got Texas softball with a doubleheader tomorrow, 1 and 6. 
over on 105.3 The Bat. And tomorrow night, late on 105.3 The Bat, Texas women's basketball finally gets the tournament started. They're going to feel like the whole tournament went by before they get to go. 9 o'clock on the Saturday. But remember, women's tournament goes Friday, Sunday, or Saturday, Monday. So they're just in that second wave. And it's 9 o'clock tomorrow, 8.45 pregame over on The Bat. Okay, uh, a lot of stuff going on. Obviously, we'll keep you updated on the games that have tipped off. I'll get you a little, I'll get you a scoreboard. We'll get a shout-out, and I'll tell you some other sports going on this weekend in the Crap Bag. Here we go. Chad's Crap Bag. Crap Bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com if you want to get that group. Up for next year's tournament, get that done. They can also help you with the security stuff and cameras outside the house. That's really come in handy for me lately. So check them out, avconsultations.com. Michigan State still up on USC, 56-49. Nine minutes to go in that one. Halftime, again, Kennesaw State. Watch your brackets. 43-36 over Xavier at the half. We'll see where that one goes. Baylor up 18-11 now on UC Santa Barbara. Ten minutes to go first half. And ten minutes from now, that VCU-St. Mary's game will tip off. So if you had VCU as a 12 over 5, you can uh, be checking that one out. And it's also on TBS coming up. Chad, Kennesaw State and Kennesaw, Georgia. Kennesaw, Georgia, of course. Kennesaw, Georgia. Okay, there you go. Um, that uh, that kind of rings, rings a bell. Um, so a small school there in Georgia trying to take out Xavier. Oh, look at that. They brought us some green liquid. How about that? I'm assuming that's – I'm assuming this is some green water. I'm nervous. Hulk, like, Jack. A little Hulk water? Is that what this is? Hang on, let's see. This is green water. There we go. Oh, okay. there it is. Okay. At least they say it's water. We'll see. Either that or that's the smoothest vodka I've ever tasted in yeah, my life. Yeah, if I start turning up. That's right. Somebody got me. Thank you for the green water there. Those folks up at the bar are not drinking green water, though. If you want to come on out here and get yourself some green liquid, they've got it at Twin Peaks. <laughs> you hear that? You're darn right it's not water. There's no way I'd be over here drinking water. Twin Peaks Stastny, get on out here. Get your excuses ready for the boss and get out here and watch some tournament games with us. Um, elsewhere in the crap bag, let me give a shout-out not only to the Round Rock Twin Peaks location. Shout-out to Uncle Jeff who showed up last night, big Longhorn fan, big Rod Babers fan. He showed up to see Rod Babers. He met me and actually stayed. That, that's dedication. That is. That is true dedication. I heard some good stories from Uncle Jeff that I'll keep to myself from last night. Uh, he was uh, fun to hang out with, and it was good to have somebody to talk to while Penn State was doing what they were doing to A&M. <laughs> so we talked some house divided. You know, we talked some SEC stuff coming up and uh, all that good stuff. I always like talking Longhorns and Aggies with either side of that discussion. So shout out to Uncle Jeff. Also, shout out to a couple other organizations that do have some sports for you this weekend. If you're like me and you dig your UFC, we're up to uh, UFC 286. I saw the sign right outside Twin Peaks here. You can come check it out tomorrow here at the Stastny location or the Round Rock location. Uh, other, you know, there or San Marcos for that matter. Uh, it is Edwards and Usman Part 3 for the 170 belt. That'll be good. Kind of hoping... Uh, um, kind of hoping Usman might take that belt back. Either way, I dig both of those guys. It was cool to see Edwards win it, so we'll see what happens in fight number three. Justin Gaethje is on the um, the card as well in the co-main, uh, or in the second fight, rather, and a special start time tomorrow at 4 on ESPN+, Plus. if you're into that. Also, if you are into the XFL, you've got 
Saturday, D.C. and St. Louis, two of the best teams uh, at 6 o'clock, and it is on FX. you got to find that. Uh, are they calling Are they the refs throwing the flag for A.J. McCarron? The, uh, the flag, they're, um, I think A.J. needs to maybe stop talking because they're 3-1. and one. They're actually pretty good. Yeah, what is he talking about? I don't know that he needs to complain. Actually, he'll complain after this one because D.C.'s got a good defense. Uh-oh. So he might get hit a little bit and uh, things could get a little, a little hairy. That'll be a good crowd, though. They're in St. Louis, so he'll, be a, uh, he'll have a home game there. So watch out for A.J. and the, uh, and the Waterworks. 9 o'clock tomorrow night will be the lowest-rated XFL game in history. 0-4 Orlando at 0-4 Vegas on FX at 9 o'clock with all the tournament games going on. That's tough. Good luck, fellas. And then on, sun- <laughs> and then on Sunday, it's Arlington at San Antonio. If you want to get to the Alamo Dome and check out those Brahmas, they've been getting some decent crowds. 8 o'clock, it's on ESPN2 on Sunday. So all that is going on. I know there aren't a lot of people checking out uh, some other stuff, but if you're not necessarily into college basketball, there are some other things there. Seattle did beat Houston last night in the XFL, so the Houston team took their first loss. Also, Zay, I'll say it a couple times, but just to remind you and me, since we're both big fans, tomorrow is has been designated National Corn Dog Day. Yo. So you may want to go grab one, maybe roll by Sonic and see if they have a special going. I, they did on Wednesday. I missed it. Really? Yeah, I got the email, and it was on Thursday. I was hot. 50 cents. I got to get on that email list. Yeah, what happened to the old girl that was supposed to hook us up? How'd you get on that? What happened to that? I never heard back. <sighs> I know we had a sonic connection that was going to, you know, maybe get us some corn dogs. She pr- probably started listening to us a little bit more mm. and said, yeah, these guys, they all deserve this. <laughs> They're not worth corn They're dogs. They're not worth a corn dog. Not worth our corn dogs. All right, so. Uh, we do the crap bag every day about 12.45. And uh, once again, uh, Baylor up three. Eight-minute timeout in the first half there. They're up 22 to 19. And uh, of everything that happened in the bracket yesterday, a couple things we didn't mention. Duke did get uh, get through. They'll play Tennessee. Man, they look good. Duke looked great last they night. They look good. I've heard multiple people multiple people led in, and I thought it was just maybe overcooking. I thought maybe it was just, ah, oh, you're going with the brand name or whatever. But now you can see that kind of performance. Duke sort of feeling more like a two or a one seed with the way they played. Let's see if they can continue that against Rick Barnes' group. This is where Ziggler being out is really going to show up. Yeah, because Jeremy Roach, he's a man on the mission. He had a really good March Madness last year with that Duke team that went to the Final Four, and he had a smooth 23 yesterday against Max Acemas, who might be the best mid-major player in the country. He made him look like lunch meat. So, yeah, this Duke team, they're clicking at the right time. Fapowski's a problem. Lively, he's a future NBA player. Derek Whitehead coming in, might have been the best freshman in the nation. And now John Shire with all those guys healthy, clicking at the right time. I can see why some people have him win the whole thing, get into the Final Four. Yeah, second-round matchup there, Duke and Tennessee, the only two to advance so far in the East. Obviously, the rest of those will happen today, including the number one-seeded Purdue squad and number two-seeded Marquette will all be in action. Marquette scheduled to tip off around 2 o'clock today. So uh, in the mid-afternoon, you'll get a look at Shaka Smart's crew. Are they good enough to really make a run? Up next, let's get into some NFL notes. Deontay Foreman's got a new home. We got more updates on backup quarterbacks, including a Cowboy update and a story that was going to make Cowboy fans kind of happy ended up turning the other way. We'll tell you about that. We're at Twin Peaks, Stastny. It is tournament day number two. Longhorn's getting ready for Penn State. 
Baylor is on the floor right now, and after last night, I would assume there are some Aggies on a bus headed back to College Station from Des Moines, Iowa. Whew. Arkansas is still alive, by the way. They're going to take on Kansas, and you Houston fans know that you're still alive, but you're also banged up even more. We'll hit that before the show is done. Stay with us. Twin Peaks, Stastny, tournament day number two. This is the Horn.